Children as young as 10, 10 years of age, grade five at primary school, are attacking bus drivers. This is according to new figures from the Transport Department data. And there is a mounting crisis when it comes to people not paying their fares. Fair evasion. And this is not just an isolated incident, one or two or three. 149 Adelaide Metro bus drivers have had incidents over the last two years of that at an average of more than one a week. The Transport Minister, Tom Coutsantonis, joins me this morning. Uh, this morning, Minister, welcome. Morning, Lee. How are you? I'm well, thank you. But, gee, they're, uh, they're concerning statistics, aren't they? Uh, they're, they're appalling statistics. And except the go to your workplace, do your job without fear of being assaulted. I mean, imagine being a bus driver and some scumbag decides they're going to spit on you or they're going to punch you. Uh, it's just, it's completely unacceptable. The Parliament's made this an aggravated offence, so it's not that there's an expiation notice here, it's the courts will decide your fate and you can go to jail. Um, we want to throw the book at these people. I think it's fair to say, Lee. The second part of this is antisocial behaviour and fair evasion. Some of the biggest complaints I get into my office are about fair evasion. People hate it. It is, it is abhorrent. And I think it's fair to say people who fair evade are probably the most, ones most likely to also be the ones who do the antisocial behaviour, the graffiti or the poor behaviour on buses. So what we've done in response is we've given all of our accredited officers new badging so they can show their authority to people. We're beefing up our security, and we're also installing QR codes on every bus, train, and tram. So if you see antisocial behaviour, you can let us know. We can then coordinate a response. So what we'd like to do is run covert operations. We don't like to sort of um, tip people off. So if we get a series of complaints from people on a certain line or a certain service or the same people over and over again, and they generally do catch the same lines over and over again, we run covert operations with South Australian police and we apprehend these people and throw the book out. So some of the incidents we're discussing, you mentioned about the verbal uh, abuse, but also spitting, which is just ridiculous when it comes to that. The the laser shining in the eyes to a bus driver, which is not just dangerous for those people on the bus, but for other passengers and motorists who are around the area. Fifteen times police were called minister. So how how do you get on top of this? Uh, is that the way to do it, to, to get your people alerted before it's the case because I understand there would be passengers on the bus who would want to film this, you know, so they have some evidence of this, but then they don't well, want to put have, themselves in harm's way either. No, we, we don't want people to intervene. So if you're on a bus and you see antisocial behaviour, please don't intervene. Download, go to the QR code that's on the front of your seat, <coughs> excuse me, Leith, and uh, let us know there's an incident, but don't intervene. That's for South Australian Police and our security service to do. What we want to know is who these people are. Don't take photographs. Just let us know where it is. We've got our own CCTV cameras. We can identify them. The worst route <coughs> is G10, which is between the Marion Interchange and Blair Athol there in the northern suburbs. The thing that staggered me, Minister, was it's not under the cloak of darkness where this behaviour is going. This is two to three in the afternoon. I'm sorry, Lisa, but you got a glass of water? <coughs> Sorry, Lee. That's okay. I got a bad cough. You do. I've been hanging out with Matthew too long. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
I don't know if you heard the question at all, if you want me to repeat it, but um, we're, we're talking about the, the, the statistics and the data shows the riskiest time was on a Thursday between two and three ministers. So it's not it's not at night time where you think that maybe people have had a full day of drinking or, or drug abuse or whatever the case is. This is peak hour. This is just preschool uh, bus routes. It's, a, it's appalling. And these people who attack our drivers, and I said it on them to the media yesterday, they're scumbags. These people really are lowlifes. I mean, whether you're a service station attendant or a retail worker at McDonald's or Hungry Jack's, being attacked because you're at work, you're seen to be vulnerable. It's really appalling. And we can't have this continue. So we need responses in place, and we're putting those responses in place with South Australian police to try and do what we can. How do you stop fear evasion? Because, again... I mean, that's, yes, you could have the people doing the QR codes, but some people, if there's a number of passengers getting on the bus at one stage, uh, how would they know? Is there a way that you can actually stop that? Because that is costing all of us. <coughs> what we can do is we're introducing tap and go. Tap and go is an easy way, so we're removing all the excuses. So we're giving people the opportunity to get on and pay using their credit card, their iPhone, their Apple Watch, any form of electronic um Data. We'll be able to check mm-hmm. whether that car's been validated, whether you've actually made a payment. If you haven't, there are serious expiation notices. So the way to do it here is enforcement, is making sure that we've got more people on our buses actively checking tickets. And we can do that. And that's what we're doing now. So there's a the coordinated response here. So this is the method that we're, I'm, I'm approaching. Step one after the election was to undo the privatisation of our trains and trams, bring them back into public hands, negotiate that, get them back into public hands. Step two, Metro, Adelaide Metro Card is a very inconvenient way to use public transport. You have to get a card, you have to charge it, um, you have to go through an entire rigmarole to recharge it. It's very inconvenient, although it does give you some benefits in terms of discounts. Mm-hmm. We've got to work out a way to automate that using credit cards, debit cards, iPhones, the way we pay for our groceries, the way we pay for everything else. So anyone can get on a bus to improve patronage. Then you need more enforcement. You need to have more visibility on our buses. And once those trains and trams are back in public hands, we'll have a coordinated approach across all of our modes of public transport, including taxis, including Ubers, where we have security, first and foremost, on our ranks, on our buses, on our interchanges, on our train stations and tram stops, making sure people pay. When they get on board, we want intelligence from our customers to let us know where the graffiti is happening, where they're, uh, where they're seeing uh, antisocial behaviour, and then we respond. Mm-hmm. And we respond with covert operations to actually get these people, find them, we catch them or find people, put them in jail. We actually have the power to ban them from using public transport for life. So there are a lot of penalties if you get caught misbehaving on a bus, train or tram mm. because the benefits here for the entire economy are massive. We're spending hundreds of millions of dollars leave on grade separations all across South Australia to deal with peak demand for traffic in the morning and in the afternoon. If we can get people catching buses, trains and trams, we can all save money whether you're a public transport user or not. So we've got to make this service clean, yes, uh, uh, friendly, uh, reliable, uh, and of course, easy to use, and most importantly, safe. Safe so we can recruit drivers and safe for our passengers, and we're almost there. We're getting there. These numbers aren't going up. They're staying stagnant. 
I want to see them start dropping. I want to talk to you about security guards in a second, if I can, Minister. Firstly, William from Mansfield Park has called in with a question regarding tap and go. William, you're speaking to the Minister. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, so basically, I called the bus on Friday, uh, Friday night. I uh, haven't caught a bus for some time, so it's the first time I've used the tap and go. How do they keep a track of your bus fare um, being validated for, is it two hours or one hour or if I bought a day trip? How does that keep like, keep it validated? Because on the, on the return back, I was only an hour, hour and a bit. Did I have to repay when I re-tapped to come back or how does that work? If you tried to re-tap with the same card, it, it would just validate and not take the money. Okay, sure. So it would, would recognise your card that you've already paid and you will not have to pay. And if we wanted to check to see whether you had paid, we could scan your card and know that you had paid and were valid. All right. So is it still two hours, Minister? I think it is, yeah. All right. Uh, also, on a positive note, I called the bus in um, from the northern west, northwest suburbs, and it, everyone was very well behaved. I I was very impressed, actually. I, I haven't, and I hope I don't get to see any drama on the bus. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a, an enjoyable experience. Well, that's, that's, that's a very good point. If I can just jump on, sure. We we, we have nearly five million people who catch a catch a bus, mm. five million transport interactions on all of our public transport, and we're talking about 140 assaults over two years. So overwhelmingly, no, 99 percent of people who catch a bus will never see an assault. Yes, will never see antisocial behaviour. So I don't want people to think it's like gangs of New York or streets of New York sure. on, yeah. our, on our public transport system. They are very, very safe, very, very orderly, very, very clean. There are rogue elements we want to weed out. Yep. And we're focusing here on a very, very small percentage, which we've got to weed out and get out. And I can also apologise to you listeners for my coughing fit earlier. Yeah, that's fine. I'm recovering from a cold <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry about all that. Not a drama. Can I just ask you a couple of quick ones before we get to the news? Uh, on the security guards, is there a is there a thought at all? Is it is it a cost issue? Is it a personnel issue? Could you put security guards on the most vulnerable buses, the ones we were talking about, the two to three on a Thursday in some of the outer south, or do you not think that works? I do think it works, uh, but um, security guards, but the private security guards are not what I'm really interested in here. What I want is transit police. What I want is a, a form of people who are accredited, accredited officers who have the ability to ask people for their identification, able to hold them for police to attend. So we're looking at an entire review here about how best to equip these people with the equipment that they need. So they're not police officers, they can't make arrests. But one of the problems we have with security guards, with the Wilson security guards, is they have no no powers to hold people or demand identification. Whereas accredited officers, who are part of the South Australian Transport Agency, <coughs> they can. And they're the ones we're interested in making sure that they've got all the equipment that they need where we can target these problem routes. Sure. Very shortly, we're about to speak to the local resident, Emma, who, uh, who doorstopped, if you like, the Premier regarding the handoff. Can I just get a line from you on this one, Minister? The the opposition are suggesting that the Premier jumps in a, a truck uh, and drives that road for himself. Your response? Uh, it's not for politicians to decide what roads can be used by heavy vehicles. It's decided independently by the Department of Infrastructure and Transport. And I refer those listeners to the Road Transport Authority that has said, look, this is a, an appropriate route. It's already currently being used by trucks, between 70 and 100 trucks a day. So we're not making this road do anything it's not already doing. There are already heavy vehicles that use this road and use this road regularly. 
So we're adding about 50 to 70. So we're talking about an extra three trucks an hour at worst. Appreciate your time this morning. Grab a glass of water. Thanks so much.